Bernadette Joy, and I am super pumped to be back because in this season, we are going to talk about FIRE, financial independence, relax every day. And I'm going to share with you my personal tips on how AJ and I reached early retirement in our 30s. And I'm going to bring in some special guests who are going to drop some serious knowledge on how you can speed up your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to season four of my podcast, Crush Your Money Goals. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Crush Your Money Goals. I am Bernadette Joy, and we are here with my friend. Her name is Carla Carlisle. And she is here because, one, she's one of my favorite human beings on earth, and I will just take any any uh, reason to meet up with her and then call it a business expense. Two, <laughs> <laughs> um, she is one of the kindest uh, human beings I've ever met, and we're going to talk more about some of the things that she does uh, as part of her work and her legacy. Uh, but also, I asked her to come on to the program because... Uh, part of the series that we're doing is around uh, women's wealth and how when women become wealthy and when they become healthy, everyone else around them also benefits from that too. And that is very much in Carla's wheelhouse. And so Carla, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Bernadette. So I feel like I could give you the introduction about you, but then it would just be me talking about you for the next 30 minutes. So can you introduce in the next maybe minute or two uh, to the people who don't know you, who you are and what you do? Hi, everyone. I'm Carla Carlisle. I am a keynote speaker. I am a TEDx speaker. I am a trauma expert and child advocate. And I'm an award-winning author as well. Lots of words. (laughs) And uh, among all of these things, she didn't mention that she is also a wonderful mom, a wonderful dog mom, a an amazing uh, professional. We could go on about her career. Just look her up on LinkedIn. You'll see the crazy stuff that she's done in her career. Uh, but she also, you can't see it, y'all, but she's also one of the most fashionable people that I know. So she does this all. <laughs> I talk a lot to, I talk a lot about, you know, I want to hear the makeup version, free version of people's stories, but Carla is one of those people that I'm like, I want to look like <laughs> her doing all of these things. I will take a picture and you guys can see it on my Instagram. Her outfit today is also fabulous. So among, Thank you. you're welcome. So among all those things, uh, tell people a little bit more specifically when you say you're a trauma expert, what does that mean? Uh, what it means is that I have over a decade of experience Uh, parenting a child with extensive trauma. Beyond my direct experience with my child, I've also done tons of training and worked with a lot of professionals from therapists to psychiatrists, psychologists, you name it. But at the end of the day, what I would say is I learned about the impact of trauma on children And while I was there and am there to love and support on my child, I started thinking about all the kids in this world, but we'll focus on this country, who have experienced trauma. And a lot of times as parents and caregivers, we don't know what to do. Mm. And then in the midst of us trying to help our child, which, you know, most of us, we go hard for our kids. We go hard for the people we love. Uh, but sometimes we go so hard that we forget about ourselves. So this was a huge lesson learned for me. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, how to navigate systems uh, which I was unfamiliar. 
and how to do that when I was emotionally bankrupt, financially almost bankrupt, (laughs) physically messed up, Mm -hmm. and just pretty much, you know, while his trauma was huge, I did not realize the impact all of that had on me. Mm -hmm. And so as I've learned and connected with other caregivers, it's a common theme. Mm. And even if you're not a caregiver, or maybe you're a caregiver to an adult, uh, a a senior, whoever that may be, we are all caregivers in some form or fashion. And it used to be so impressive to be that self-sacrificing martyr That sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm telling you, that is not what we want to be. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just really, as as my eyes have been opened, I'm helping other people to see and understand that, you know, getting on the airplane and they say, put your mask on and then put on the mask of your loved one. That's real stuff, mm-hmm. right? If you don't put your mask on, you are of no help mm-hmm. to your loved one. Mm-hmm. So it's really focusing in on that aspect while we uh, advocate for those we love. And I would take that analogy of putting your mask on a step further and say, don't wait until the plane is going down. Absolutely. Right? Like, yes. And Carla is the one who taught me square breathing. <laughs> And so whenever I feel like the plate is about to go down, I employ my square breathing. And I learned that from uh, her on many occasions. And she has a lot of amazing tips. And I asked her specifically to come on the podcast because there's so many women that I talked to who you said were feeling emotionally depleted. I think you said bankrupt, right? Like just feeling like I am on empty. So Mm -hmm. what are your top tips for women who are at that point of burnout that can help them today? So the very first thing, my first tip, and you know this is always my first tip, is to breathe. Yes. Take the time to breathe. And I don't mean the like what we need to survive. I'm talking about deep, you know, inhales and full exhales at least five times just to It really helps us reset our brains, it clears the air, and it kind of gives you a fresh uh, mindset. And I think that's so important. So that's always tip number one. Number two is to take a look at your support system. I can tell you that there was a point in my life when I thought your support system was kind of one and done, but that's not who we are as people. We we evolve, we grow. So you have to take time to not only, you know, have a support system, but we have to refresh that periodically. And it's sometimes it seems like an arduous uh, journey to take. And so we can call on those we trust, you know, experts that we may know or may not know. I've made some cold calls or, I've, you know, I've reached out to people I didn't know, or just like with you, with my financial challenges, I met you at a one day seminar at mm-hmm. a conference and we connected from there. And that has helped me go from over $100,000 in debt to being debt free. So, so that's I forget two. that sometimes I forget yes. like Carla and I have been have known each other I feel like forever at this point but it's <laughs> only been a couple of years and she did that in a relatively uh short amount of time because she was willing to take that on and really face that and and she and I had very deep conversations about the fact that a lot of women carry this shame around debt thinking it was their fault and 
you know, I should have known better. And she was so open and honest about, you know, what kind of trauma was tied to that debt. And so I was so happy for her when that debt was gone because, you know, that that debt was representative of some of those things. So I'm so glad yes. that you're willing to share that because Absolutely. obviously this audience, you know, mm-hmm. uh, can relate to what that feels like. So what's your third tip? Well, one more comment on the oh, second okay. tip. So in, when it comes to finances and, you know, whether you're in a caregiver role or not, at the end of the day, a lot of times our financial burdens come from some traumatic situations. It could be divorce. Oh, yes. It could be the loss of a job. It could be, you know, related to your children, a health condition. There are so many possibilities. And if we don't lean on those that have the expertise, we end up wearing ourselves out. And so there are times, and, and I even have said this to my sons, like when you don't know what to do, all you have to do is ask. Mm-hmm. Take a take the initiative to take one step. So sometimes, you know, you just don't know the path and you need help to get there. Well, let me just add on that because Carla is one of the people who I met pretty early on when Crush Your Money Goals was ramping up. And to be honest, sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, she was willing to take a chance on me because <laughs> I wasn't entirely sure where the path was going with Crush Your Money Goals and her particular story. And if y'all aren't already following her on social media or um, have seen her TED Talk, I would definitely suggest that you take a look at it because she really opened up my eyes. And I, I knew in the personal finance space that something wasn't right about the narrative around debt, but I never could quite put my finger on it. But I just knew that it felt like, oh, if you're in debt, it's because you shop too much or you're irresponsible or whatever it is. And I had witnessed so many different women, including, you know, Carla's story where that debt was not that like that wasn't the reason she had debt. Mm -hmm. She had debt because there was a child that she loved and she needed to make sure that he was safe. Right. And so if any of you are listening to this and thinking, oh, my gosh, I have all this debt, I should have known better. Chances are you were doing the best that you could with what you had at the time. And there's always a step forward. And like Carla said, to ask for help. Absolutely. So my third tip, (laughs) self-care is the least selfish thing you can do. Mm. Wait, say that one more time because I think people need to hear this twice. (laughs) Self-care is the least selfish thing you can do. And so when I talk about self-care... Yes, it's about Manny's petties, massages, but it's really much deeper than that. And so I would just say to start, you know, take some time today to do something just for you. If you make an appointment with a therapist, if you're having financial problems, contact Bernadette. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to talk to a friend that listens with an open mind and an open heart, or you want to sign up for a class, whatever you can do that will feed your spirit and your soul just do that one thing Mm -hmm. today or this or you know this week Mm -hmm. Uh, just do one thing for yourself and that's a starting point and Mm -hmm. if you want to get a mani and petty and a massage too do that but I want you to go a little deeper with this one Mm. and so I'll, I'll give a quick example for me um And I came to you, Bernadette, and I said, I have so much on my plate, and I'm feeling overwhelmed. So what do I need to do? And what would I tell any friend of mine that was feeling overwhelmed? You have to take a step back. Mm -hmm. I had to be still. I had to take a lot of things off my plate. And it's okay if I do that. 
like the sky is not going to fall if I take some time Mm -hmm. for me. I had some healing I needed to do um, that I wasn't able to focus on. And so whatever that looks like for anyone listening, and you may not know what it is. So talking to someone you trust, talking to a therapist, reaching out um, just to someone to get some insight or write, start writing things down. Mm -hmm. Whatever it looks like for you, I just say, take some time and just do it. I will tell you guys that one of my new forms of self-care lately, which is counterintuitive to what a lot of personal finance folks will tell you is I've been ordering takeout because I don't have the mental bandwidth right now to cook. And so we were just talking, this uh, episode is being um, recorded right around the holidays. And I was just talking to my husband saying, you know what? My self-care this Thanksgiving is I'm not going to be cooking (laughs) Thanksgiving dinner. And I will be honest, there's a little bit of like, oh, but I should because I'm hosting and that's what a good host wife does. And then there's like, no, that's a narrative that doesn't have to play out this year. And that is totally okay. And so if you, I would, I would challenge to say if there is a piece of self-care and you're kind of feeling a little guilty about it, that's probably the one that you should be doing. That's, that's awesome. Absolutely. I I would agree with that. And so, um, what is a mistake that you see off, uh, a lot of people make when it comes to your area around, around trauma that actually ends up costing more, do you think? I would say sometimes we try to just do too much at a time. Mm. It, even when it comes to, let's say, you know, there's a child or an adult in your life who has some mental health challenges or has like a trauma background, um, you can't boil the ocean. Mm-hmm. You can't fix everything. Just like I've said, like you can't love trauma away. It's, you know, how you support the child after. And so I would just say um, that old saying, like, how do you eat an elephant? Which I don't know why we say that. I but know, that's it, weird. But it, yes. it is weird. <laughs> One bite at a time. I don't eat elephant, by yeah. the way. But they don't look very tasty either. No, uh, but you get the point. Yes. So I think it's, you know, you can lay all, I need to do these 20 things, but prioritize it. Mm-hmm. And what, like, what? The sky is going to fall if you don't do what three things. Mm-hmm. Do those three things and then take a minute. Yes. Take a little time. It's okay. You don't have to get everything done. Like I learned through my whole process of becoming a mom to my son that uh, perfectionism is unhealthy. Oh. And you cannot yes. be a perfectionist with a kid especially not a kid with special needs or a spouse or whatever. It's just perfection is impossible. And so it's like setting yourself up for failure. So for me, I'm going to do my best with these three things, whatever they are. And um, I'm going to give myself some grace Mm. if I, you know, Mm -hmm. make a misstep or have to do it over again, whatever that looks like. It's okay. Y'all, I am sitting on my hands right now because I'm trying so hard not to be like put my preach hands up and like mess up my recording here. So I literally put my hands under my butt so that I wouldn't, you know, bang the, the mic. Right. But it's so true. Right. In your pursuit of trying to be perfect and doing all of the things all at once, you're ending, you're you're costing yourself so much more down the line. Um, one, you're building a habit of telling yourself that you have to do the things all the time, all at once. But then you actually don't really get to do any of those things well. 
And the things that really matter are the relationships in your life, the people in your life, maintaining your health. At the end of the day, I will tell you, you know, and I've heard many stories of people having friends who've passed away or something, and no one ever was like, I didn't get that Excel spreadsheet in. I didn't finish that presentation on time. That's not what people say when, you know, time Mm -hmm. has passed like that. So I love that you mentioned that. And I know that you have so many resources out, and you just (laughs) also... Uh, release your next book. And so tell us a little bit about the book and how people can find out more about it. Sure. The new book is called The Compassionate Companion, Supportive Guidance for Fostering and Adoptive Caregivers. And it is basically the the guide that I wish I had before I became a foster parent or an adoptive parent or just parenting a child with trauma in their background. And so I took my lessons learned And then I spoke to other foster or adoptive parents. And then I took it a step beyond that and talked to some adults, young adults who used to be foster kids. Mm. And so I got insight. And there were themes, Mm -hmm. right, some things you needed to do. I have checklists in the book. I have really you can tailor it to be what you need. But it's one of those things like when you become a foster parent, you go through this training called MAP training. Mm. Did that, did great, but it didn't, it it told me the theory Mm. and it had some stories in it, you know, but it didn't prepare me for what I was uh, facing Mm. and and just some of the real basic things um, like dealing with birth parents. Uh Sometimes you have wonderful experiences And sometimes you don't. And so how do you protect yourself while still doing what's best for the child? Mm -hmm. You know, who do you lean on? You know, where are the supports? And so it looks different in different states. But uh, even let's say the the individual looking at the book is not a foster or adoptive uh, caregiver. They are someone who loves a person that has had trauma in their background, you know, how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. I include in the book just some helpful hints on what to do and what not to do. Like if someone is having a mental health crisis, don't tell them to calm down. Mm-hmm. It ha- has anyone ever said like, calm down, Bernadette? Yes, and that made me matter. Right. <laughs> it's, it does not help. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's maybe one in a million people who say, yeah, it would be fine for me, but most people know. Yeah. But what can you do is be calm and speak, you know, with, with a voice and an ear that says, you know, you're important to me. And there are a number of other things you can do. And this is just what's been shown over time. Uh, Again, it's not just my experience. As I talk to other people, the themes were there. Mm -hmm. And I've had the honor and the pleasure of being on this journey with Carla for two years now and watching her not just from the personal finance space but also her journey as a businesswoman and an entrepreneur and she's such a prime example of someone who I saw uh, firsthand where she saw a problem that needed to be fixed she didn't she went out and looked for the solutions they weren't there and then she decided well I'm going to be part of the solution and not perpetuate the problem and so for those of you who have a mission on your heart that Uh, is calling you to say, you know, I had this problem and I bet other people have this problem too. How can I 
uh, provide a solution on that and do it with compassion. Carla is such a great example of that. So how can people find out more about you and your resources? Sure. Uh, so my all my social media is Carla A. Carlisle. And it's my last it's Carla with a C, middle mm-hmm. initial A. Carlisle is C-A-R-L-I-S, like Sam, L-E. And we'll put it in the show notes. And too. we'll put it in the show notes. And and then my website is CarlaACarlisle.com. And on my website, I share, you know, some of my speaking engagements as well as my TEDx talk, Becoming Trauma-Informed Changed My Life. And then probably the highlight to me is a book that I completed with my 12-year-old son, JC, called My Big Notebook. And that is an interactive children's workbook that enables kids to really start developing their little mental health toolkit. It's called A Buddy in a Book. And we say that because it helps kids just with some basic concepts like the connection of thoughts, feelings, and actions. Hey, I can cope with my feelings through writing, through drawing. All of those things are in there, affirmations for kids, having them look beyond their current circumstance into a bigger world because that's one of the things I've seen with really most people who experience trauma, I'm generalizing here, is that it's hard to look beyond your current circumstances. And, of course, it would be. Mm-hmm right? Because it's traumatic. But if you are able to visualize something beyond you, it it also helps you with dreaming and dreaming big. And so I'm so proud of this product that we have because it's actually helping children. I'll tell you a quick story. I was talking to a friend of mine who had a copy of my big notebook on her counter and she had these two elementary school age girls over visiting that she's mentoring. And the girl said, my big notebook. And they said, she said, oh, yeah, I know her. They said, you know her, a real live author. But what made it even better is they said, we have this book at our school and we love it. So that just like my heart was overflowing because that's what I want to see. And I know I've shared this with you, Bernadette, so I'm going to put it out in the atmosphere. Mm. So my big goal for my big notebook is for every elementary school-aged child in the country to have a copy. And we just released in Spanish. Yay! Congratulations on all of those things. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming, Carla. For those of you who are interested in checking out her resources, check out our show notes. And thank you all uh, for listening uh, today, for taking time for yourself by listening to this podcast. Another reminder to take a deep breath, and go do something for yourself to fill back your cup. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you learned. And for daily money tips, follow me on Instagram at Bernadette Joy. But if you're ready to plan your escape to financial independence with me as your personal finance millionaire coach, head to my website at crushyourmoneygoals.com. See you next time.